now. I think I'm better at not having those sudden stops in my life. But it took years. And, and actually, I will also say that there was a period where me being willing to cut off with someone was actually huge progress for me. It was huge progress for me to allow myself to do that. So, you know, I, I guess it's like all of us, we all go through growth stages. And when you kind of master one stage, it's like, oh, now maybe I can, I can be a bit more gray and a bit less black and white. Mm. Yeah, I relate to that a lot where I feel, I feel shame in quote unquote cutting people out because I'm, you know, mm -hmm. concerned with how they will view me or maybe how it will bite me in the butt or yeah, there is just such a um, a shame wound around doing what's best for you. And also, you know, I'm realizing now that it's actually really, like you said earlier, about, you know, their soul choosing this and my soul choosing this. It would behoove them as well for me to do what is best for me in that moment. So, yeah, just speaking out loud, but I relate to that a lot. Um well, and if I can just add to that, because I think what you bring up is really key. Um, what I've realized is, you know, we, we contract people to help us play through our wounds, right? So you might contract a friend at the age of 35 and you're like, oh my God, I love this person. And you haven't worked out. It's because they remind you of your brother, whatever gender they might be or, you know, however they identify. Um, and uh, yeah, a year later, it all blows up like in a in an extraordinary way <laughs> you're like what but we were like and if you really then like step back and look at it you're like oh my god that's just like what happened with me and my brother at 17 or and so the the z's talk about the people that we'll get really close to whether they're people we spend a lot of time with or whether they're those wonderful people that you can meet for three days and you have incredible intimacy and vulnerability with them they say it's all about the amount of connection points you have with a person. So if there are eight areas or more that you cross over in values, in interests, in life experiences, you're going to tend to have a good experience, they said. And then when you get into the teens and the 20s, then you start to get people who really want to glue together because they've got all of these connection points, all of these similar traits, similar values, similar life experiences. And that made a lot of sense to me. And I, if I really look back at some of my more dramatic endings, whether it was with lovers or with friends, um, they were definitely not built to last. But at the time, I had so wrapped around the emotion or the energy that I was working with that person and they were working with me that the explosion at the end, which kind of hurt, um, was a release and a healing. But at the time, and this goes right back to what we started talking about at the beginning, at the time, it doesn't feel good. You don't, just like the world right now, we'll look back at this period in history in three, four, five years, and we'll have an idea about it mm -hmm. that we can't have right now because we're in it. Um, I would love to, I would love to talk about disease and just kind mm -hmm. of familiarize our audience with, um, with channeling. They, they know about channeling, but I think just specifically your experience in first channeling disease and just kind of how you came to do what you do and would love to learn more about, um, what make disease unique. Yeah. Okay. So. I was a bit of a personal development um, workshop and 
go for a tarot reading junkie in my life. <laughs> oh, totally. oh, oh my god! <laughs> Every week we're like, oh my god, another reading. It's we, honestly, we go through our, seasons. Our readers are like, they're telling us things, and we're literally like, yeah, okay. We're not surprised like at all because we have so many. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> we definitely go yeah. through seasons where we we're like, we're seasons. done. No more though. Yeah, we're done with yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I, I'd gone that way, and I, I remember reading Shirley MacLaine's Out in the Limb book and loving it. And, you know, this is a while ago. I mean, I, I would have read that 25 years ago. So, um, and in it, she talked about this channeling guy. And I remember it seemed, like, fantastical and, like, this extraordinary thing. But I didn't think anything else of it. And then I was taken to see a channeler. And um, he was great. He was a guy who had a very successful business that he owned. So he would do one free channeling reading as kind of a gift mm. to whoever came to see him once a week. And my friend said, oh, let's go. And I was like, okay, yeah, great. So we go along and, you know, we're kind of curious about it. And he was really nice. You know, I chatted to him and his wife in their kitchen before. And I thought, what a, what a lovely couple. And then we go into the room and uh, I sit down in the chair and he said, so, you know, you're going to get to talk to Hazim and you'll get to ask Hazim questions and so again, I was young. I mean, I was 20, 22, I think. No, no, I was earlier. I was like 20, 21. And, um, and I remember he closed his eyes and he started talking in a slightly funny voice. And I remember thinking, hmm. And then he started telling me some things about me. And it was pretty like, I was like, ooh. And then he told me some things I didn't like but he was correct. <laughs> like years later, I was like, oh, it was correct. I didn't like, my ego didn't like hearing it at the time because it wasn't quite what I wanted. But he was right. And I remember leaving the room, having had this like nearly hour session with him. And as we were driving home, my friend went, well, how was it for you? And I went, well, I said, you know, it was really good, but why does he have to like pretend it's coming from like this other being and put on that funny voice. Why couldn't he just have told me, you know, I was skeptical about it. So flash forward like two years later and I'm on the London underground and, um, which is the, you know, the tube subway train. I'm going to my job, which at the time is in fundraising and, um, going through all the stuff in my own head about what's wrong with me, why I'm, you know, why I'm failing at the things I want to do, all that, you know, all down, downward talk. And I suddenly hear from the left-hand side above my head, that's an interesting theory, but you're wrong. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.